Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, Sheriff Joe Bags does so far. Plus, cuts have begun. Who's out and who's next? And later, Vegas Raiders at LA Rams. We preview the next preseason game next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports 4 Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. A lot of cool stuff to get into. We had our first preseason game last week, held at SoFi Stadium against the Chargers. The Rams did fall in that game by a score of 13-6, to but hey, it's all good because none of us are going to remember the score of that game in the next couple of uh, weeks, probably, but... It was an awesome time. I, I, if anybody was there, feel free to share some pictures. I'll be sharing some pictures because I had an incredible time. But we will talk about that. Uh, we got a couple of cuts that have come in. We will talk about those. And uh, I'll give my predictions of the next cuts, which will happen on Tuesday upcoming here. And then, of course, we got the Raiders coming to town to play our L.A. Rams at SoFi Stadium on Saturday. That one will be again on NFL Network. So that uh, we're actually practicing against the Raiders too. This uh, today, which is Wednesday, and then also tomorrow, which is Thursday, which is probably the day that you guys are seeing this anyway. So yesterday and today, if you guys are watching me on YouTube, because that's how my schedule works, mainly because I can't I can't release the episodes that late. You know what I mean? I gotta get off work and then record and do all that stuff. But we're doing awesome. All right. Um, but uh, to let you guys know, uh, just a quick program note here. Uh, we are uh, working on trying to get live shows back. I haven't done live shows in, in quite a while. It's going to kind of change the schedule just a little bit, but I'm hoping to pull that in uh, at least in the beginning of the season. I don't know if it'll be for week one, but uh, we are working on that, trying to, to, to work out some deets and to bring back the live shows. And uh, that'll be some good stuff. I'm excited to do live shows again. It's been a while, like I said. It's been... Uh, I did audio only the last time I did live shows, but I believe this week is the first time that we will hop on the YouTube live, head into uh, watch the game, the little pregame, because last week I didn't do it. I was at SoFi Stadium. Next week, I don't think I'm going to do it because I will be at, um, what, do, what do they call the Broncos Stadium now? Is it Empower now? I don't know. I still call it Invesco. It's <laughs> Mile High Stadium. Uh, but I'll be up there for that one. So uh, really all it is, guys, too, is it's not that I don't want to do it from the stadium. It's that service is so bad when you get that many people combined into one little area that it makes it very difficult to pull off uh, doing a live uh, feed like that, like on YouTube or Facebook. I'm actually restricted from Facebook right now. I'm not even sure why. They won't tell me. I keep disputing it, but they're like, no, you can't go live, man. So I don't know what I did on a live or something. I don't know, but <laughs> but uh, we got uh, some really cool stuff to talk about. We'll we'll talk about SoFi Stadium. If you guys were there, awesome. If you guys were not, then you need to get your butts in there because that place is amazing. And then uh, we have some uh, some pretty strong fan quesos on the back end of this episode as well. So let's go ahead and we need to talk about SoFi Stadium. All right, yours truly, Sheriff Joe Bags, got to see SoFi Stadium with my own eyeballs this weekend. And guys, I can't even, I, I can't put it into words 
how incredible that place is. It was it was top notch. All right, the, it's only the second NFL stadium I've been in. The only other one is uh, for the Denver Broncos, just up the road for me. It's about an hour and a half drive for me, but. Uh, me and my dad flew out to to uh, California. We went to SoFi Stadium. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, even just pulling up, I, we were on the highway, and my dad had kind of commented. He's like, "I wonder, I wonder when we're gonna see it," you know. And then I'm like, "I don't know. It's kind of flat, you know." And then we looked over, and it's right there. And so we end up getting in. We get it parked and everything, and you just walk up to it. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, if you guys haven't seen it with your own eyes. It's it's impossible to put into words to where to the point where you would be able to understand what I'm saying. And so the the overall experience top notch. I've got uh well let's just share some pictures for you guys on on the YouTube channel. Some uh some of the things that we were seeing, some of the some of the <laughs> the obnoxiousness that I got to participate in outside and then getting inside. Of course, uh, my dad was a little upset, and it, it kind of makes sense. I, I I don't know why this happened, but in the team store, they had zero Chargers items in there. And I know most of you guys are sitting there like, ha-ha, right now. But, I mean, me and my dad flew out from Colorado, and he couldn't even get anything from the stadium. It was kind of a bummer. But also, uh, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that would happen, unless there's some legalities in there that I don't know about. Uh, because you would think that with that kind of split with Rams and Chargers, of course, there was more Rams fans there, but there was certainly not a shortage of Chargers fans in that building. That you would think that they would want to capitalize on those people wanting to spend their hard-earned dollar bills in the the equipment room, and uh, you know that was not the case. So that place, though, the equipment room was was amazing. I wa- I walked in there. I'm start grabbing stuff off the shelves where I got this shirt from. It was incredible, guys. I got myself the Stafford jersey, like I said I would. Uh, they didn't have Jordan Fuller, otherwise I would have gotten that one, but absolutely amazing. So let's talk about the good as well as the bad. There's a lot more good than there is bad, but I did want to want to relay the, the full experience to you guys. So the good. Honestly, most most things were pretty good about the stadium, all right? It was, it was incredible. It was such a great time. The stadium is absolutely gorgeous. The fan experience definitely begins when you're outside. That's not something that I've experienced before that, uh, you know, we didn't even get inside the gate for... I probably 45 minutes an hour because we were we were kind of I mean we wanted to see the grounds a little bit and walk around we saw the lake and everything uh, like you guys saw in the photo uh, audio listeners I do apologize but videos you saw that one and you know so so we kind of did that thing a little bit but uh, the fan experience starts outside that's that's great one thing I wanted to be sure that I mentioned and I don't have names unfortunately for you guys but there was some people outside, and they were wearing the the yellow polos. If you guys were there, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. The people in the yellow polos, they were. It, it was like almost like a concierge service. They kind of just asked, like, "Wait, hey, do you need help with anything? Do you need help with your tickets? Do you need to know where to go? Anything like that? What do you want to see?" And just kind of guiding us around. Uh, not like personally, they didn't like stick with us or anything like that. But they were there to point you in the right direction. But I gotta say, we talked to three of these people. Uh, two at one time, and then and then we had to to get some information a, a little bit later on the other side of the stadium. But I gotta say, guys, that was maybe the best customer service that I've ever experienced in my life. And I I know it's it's their job; they're supposed to be like that. But also, there's a lot of places that are supposed to have really high customer service, and I gotta say that was that was probably the best I've experienced. They were they were great. They were so helpful. They were eager to help. They were going over what we were asking for, just just get offering more help and. They were so nice, so great. I, I don't have names. I wish I did because they deserve to to have a little bit of a shout out. So it's unfortunate that I don't have that. But they they were seriously great, and I hope that they're there all the time because those 
whoever was out there, they got like the iPads, they were in the yellow polo with the Rams logo on the chest here. It's they they were incredible. I mean, seriously, top notch customer service. I think that that was the the best I've ever experienced in. Like I said, I wish I had their names. Uh, the optics of this place, it's beautiful everywhere. I mean, every detail about this place is, it seems like it's its so on purpose. And, and for the aesthetic appearance, of, like the that, that aspect of that stadium, it's just uh, unreal. And it's it, the little details everywhere. Um, it was it was alive in there. That's, that's my note. It was alive. And uh, it's almost like a it's a party. Like the entire time, no matter where you were, there's people hanging out, there's just there's music playing and stuff. It was awesome. I got to see, you know, Jackie Slater setting up for uh, the Rams pregame and postgame. I saw like the little studio thing. Got some pretty good, uh, good pictures of that, but I didn't want to just be there, you know, standing there. So we wanted to keep checking out the stadium stuff. So got a couple of shots, but then uh, kept moving. But, you know, there's a live DJ. There's that guitarist. Uh, uh, um, I'm forgetting her name. Nita something. She's out there shredding and stuff like that, playing some like Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. It was just really cool. They were doing that like in commercial breaks and stuff. Just really fun. Uh, it felt super open, no matter where you were. Even though it's a covered venue, of course. I, I know it's not a like a dome. It's not a real dome. That canopy just goes over. It's not even attached really to the stadium. But uh, it just uh, it, it's so open. And we had uh, we had the nice little uh, cool breeze. Like where we were sitting, we had like the concourse right behind us with uh, you know the the concession stand and everything right there, which is really cool. We had this nice, cool breeze coming through, which was great. It made me laugh as my Colorado self because people were putting on hoodies and stuff for that one. Uh, but it, it was it's, it was a nice, cool breeze, and I loved it. I thought it was great. It was not too hot in there for sure. But also, you know, we get that breeze coming in, so we're feeling good sitting there. And uh, we look down at the field, and, and the flags on the goalposts are not moving. So, you know, it's nice and calm down there, so that doesn't appear to be an issue because the wind... Actually, was a little bit higher than I expected it to be. Nothing too crazy, of course, but it was it was just kind of nice. And uh, yeah, I do appreciate uh, I did appreciate the nice, cool breeze coming through with my with my Colorado ness going out there <laughs> to California. First time ever in California, by the way. So that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, I wanted to comment on this: the sheer number of beer stands, incredible. They're all over the place. All right, there was one moment that I was standing there. And I'm kind of just glancing around, and in my line of sight, I've got seven beer stands. All of them have, like, four people in line. They're moving. They're busting them out there. So I, I like that because you're not just going to waste all your time standing in the beer line trying to get some uh, some ice-cold beverages into your soul. So that was super pretty. That was that was awesome. I got to say that. And the, the, the lines keep it short, so keep it moving. We had, we had, like, three right behind us, so, you know, I kind of... I got up and I looked at one and it was like, oh, that's a little full. I look over here. It's like, oh, that's uh, five people. Look over here. Uh, two people in that line. Let me go over here real quick. And they're all right there. So it's not like anyone was like out, like out of the way or inconvenient or anything. Uh, the Infinity Board, guys. The Samsung Infinity Board. It's it's truly unreal. I did not think that it would actually like blow my mind like that when I saw it. Like Because I've seen, like most of us, I've seen this uh, this this construction kind of take place, you know, over the last few years, it's been a while. And, you know, we see the renderings at first and stuff. And then we see like the, the board get put up and all that stuff and videos, but seeing it up close and in person, that was, that's amazing. I like, I really did not think that it would just like, I would see that board and that it would actually blow my mind. But as like, just looking up as so bright, especially when the sun went down. So it's a little darker in there that the, the, it was like lighting up the crowd with all the, the graphics and stuff. The Rampede graphics that they got with like the 3D Ram head on there. Super, super cool and just real crisp. 
Man, that's like it doesn't look like one of those old school boards. Like it's super, super definition. Oh man, absolutely incredible. The equipment room, exclusive items, and it's absolutely huge. The employees were super helpful. They were great. They were helping people. All, I, I didn't necessarily request any help or anything like that. I kind of knew what I was doing, or at least just I was just grabbing stuff. Honestly, I spent a few hundred dollars in a couple minutes, but hey, that's kind of thing that I expected myself to do because of who I am. Uh, first time in first time at a Rams home game, first time in California. Of course, I'm going to drop a few hundred bucks in a, in a couple minutes there. So it was it was great there. It, huge. Super awesome. There's things that I have not seen like online. I haven't seen them like at all. Like just that was really cool to see. So, uh, and also the people. There were so many people there, and there were so many people in just a great mood. Like everybody's just out there having fun. We were out there chatting with people and stuff like that. It, everybody's like it seemed overall pretty friendly. Generally pretty excited and stuff. I you know first game that fans have been allowed into SoFi Stadium. So yeah, that was great. Let's talk about the bad just a little bit. All right. So, uh, getting out of the parking lot, what a disaster. There was a moment there, I'm pretty sure we were stopped for 20, 30 minutes, just sitting in the parking lot, just waiting, just waiting to go. It was a disaster. And, you know, it's, it's almost to the point, like, I know in December now, when I go out there for the, the Jags game, I know for that one, the game's going to end, I'm going to take my time getting out of there. I, I've got an early morning flight the next day. I'm going to take my time, though. I don't care. But at least that one's not a night game, officially. It's just So we'll just kind of hang out, just uh, soak in so five uh, a little bit more than I did, than I was able to. So uh, we'll do that one. But uh, yeah, parking is is a disaster. And I don't know if there's, if there's uh, spots that are easy to get out of. We were in the orange zone, and uh, yeah, it was it was awful getting out of there. And there's no, I, I don't know if that can really get much better because all the roads around the stadium are are pretty pretty slim. There, I mean, you got one and two lane roads just about everywhere. So I don't even know how much that can be improved. So I guess we'll kind of wait and see. the The food way too expensive for what you get. Way too expensive. We got some hot dogs there. Looked like those suckers have been sitting in that water for a couple of days probably. They were like way longer than the buns. So you like feel weird like just eating like a you just get like a bite full of hot dog and there's nothing else there cuz the buns are too small. So, I mean, there was I I heard a lot of complaints about the food. Uh I know Arash uh, Markazi, he put, he put out some stuff bashing so far for the food and and I'm definitely not here to to defend the food because that's it was it was not good. And obviously the prices that you pay in a stadium are pretty extreme. That was way too much for what you got. The good news about that is that uh, that's an aspect that's actually easy and quickly improved upon if they are taking into consideration these comments that are being made by by people who are at the game uh, about the food. So that's something that I do anticipate improving over time. It, it very well could be. I'm sure for the Raiders game, it's probably still going to be about the same. But by week one, it's very real that that is improved upon. And throughout the season, I expect it to, to improve. By December, when I'm back out there at SoFi Stadium, I'm excited to see like how far along that comes because it, it is something that is improvable, not like the traffic. You can't just make every single road wider out there like within a season or anything like that, or maybe ever, but the food can absolutely be improved, and it, it needs to be improved. And uh, also the bad, I, I threw in this one as well, the people. I don't need to talk about it. You guys know exactly who I'm talking about. 
And, um, you know, that kind of stuff I don't think should be celebrated. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cool. I like that those people are banned from SoFi now. I, I, I think that if you can't handle your emotions, you need to just stay home. Um, I, I don't like it. I don't like sharing the video. I got sent it like 14 times. Yes, I saw it. Not live. I don't care about it live. I don't care about any of that stuff, really. It's um, I was there to watch a football game. I don't care what happens in the stands, you know, as long as I'm having a good time. But, yeah, no, I think that that's a total joke, and I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cool. I don't think those guys are awesome or anything like that. I think it makes us all look bad, and I don't think it should be celebrated at all. We should get – we should – uh, we should – I don't know, man. It's I, I've been at the one, the one game that fans were allowed in and something like that happened. And so, you know, I hope that that improves over, over time. I'm not sure where security was or why it took them so long to get over there, but – Hey, not my problem. I wasn't a part of that, of course, but um, yeah, I'm not not a fan of celebrating that. I feel like it's being celebrated quite a bit. So let's take a quick look back on uh, this game uh, that we just played against the Chargers. And uh, the Rams only had uh, 38 of their 90-man roster not play in this preseason game. That means that the Rams had available 52 players for this game. You know, game days are 45, so, like, normal game days are 45, so we were right in line with, like, a normal game day roster, basically. Almost had, like, what would be considered, like, just a full roster. Uh, we were one short of a 53-man team, uh, but that was the most in the NFL, 38 guys being sat. The next closest was the Vikings at 33. Only five teams had at least 30 being sat. The Jaguars were the lowest. They only sat seven guys. Uh, the Rams started holding out starters in the preseason with the arrival of Sean McVay, and it, it seems like that trend is kind of Leaking into the rest of the NFL, uh, the Rams have not finished below 500 since Sean McVay has taken over the head coach spot, um, and so I, I think that that is that is part of it. Is the 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 other other teams are starting to 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 do what we do because of the success that's that's been seen. Of course, making it to a Super Bowl uh, that's obviously huge. Not finishing under 500, the one year under Sean McVay that we missed the playoffs. Finished nine and seven, so and we're right there, we were right in that spot. If you know, if Jeezy hits a week four field goal against the Seahawks, we might be in the playoffs. Who knows if that changes the entire course of the season? That's why I say might. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I think that that's going to be a trend that continues. Don't expect to see a, a lot more guys in this one. So I know that I mentioned Taylor Rapp and Terrell Burgess, neither of them played. So uh, there's uh, there's. There's reasons to, to hold guys out for sure. We do have some fan cases on that. I will answer some later as well. A quarterback, Bryce Perkins, turns some heads in front of the crowd for the first time. I'm uh, I'm really glad that others are seeing that this guy's got some talent. Unfortunately, the Rams are extremely unlikely to keep three quarterbacks going into the season. So it's very likely that he gets waived. And you know what? We might be a little hard-pressed to see him clear waivers. That might be a difficult task. There, there are some teams that could, I mean, with his... With his plays that he had, especially like that one with the hurdle and stuff, uh, that's I mean that's something that there's some teams that I think could could benefit from. I mean, uh, some teams that pop into my head would be you know someone like the the Ravens could use a Bryce Perkins on their on their bench. Uh, possibly, oh man, I'm trying to think here, but you know there 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 are some teams out there that could use that that kind of player that that their starter has a similar style and and they could use a, a guy like that off his bench. I def I selfishly I really do hope he sticks around, but at the same time, guys, the Rams are gonna start Matthew Stafford. John Wolford is going to be the backup. Sean McVay loves John Wolford. Whether or not you think that Bryce Perkins should get ahead of John Wolford is kind of irrelevant because he's not playing in preseason. That I I think that that's a good sign that he's gonna stick around. And Bryce Perkins, 
awesome player, but I mean, selfishly, if we keep him around, he would just be sitting on the practice squad, or if he did make the active roster, he'd be inactive on game days, and that's a selfish thing. So let, let him go play it is, is kind of my mindset with it. Let's go see Bryce take off and uh, go actually produce for somebody. If that is uh, the, uh, the, what, like how the, how the cards lie, you know what I mean? Let him go ball out somewhere. Uh, but I do, I would love to see him stick with the Rams, but again, it's, uh, we're not going to, I really don't think we're going to keep three quarterbacks. If we do, it would be a practice squad situation. I really have a hard time thinking that he will clear waivers, with how he's performed, and if he does that again against the Raiders as well as the Broncos, because we're not going to cut one of our only two quarterbacks that we're playing in preseason ahead of the Broncos game. Uh, if he can keep doing that, then then it would be difficult to see him uh, clearing the waivers. Quarterback John Wolford has been throwing at practice, but head coach Sean McVay has made it clear that we will still not see him in the preseason games, all but confirming that he is the backup quarterback this season. So if he's healthy enough to play in preseason, but Sean McVay is like, nah, no, we're just going to hold him out, hold him out. That is a very good indicator that he is going to be our backup this season with, of course, Stafford is not going to lose his starting job. He will be the Grams QB1 this season. Wide receiver Ben Skoranek had a fractured forearm, had surgery on Monday. I believe uh, it's it was a little difficult to hear the question. Uh, it's... um. I don't know if you guys know Brian Regan. There's the stand-up comedian Brian Regan who talks about the press conferences where you can't hear the question and then the answer is like a little vague. So I, I don't know if it was about Skoranek specifically, but Sean McVay's response to the question, uh, and you guys feel free to to let me know if that actually was about Ben Skoranek. I do believe it was. That's why I'm mentioning it here, is that uh, he said that it would be about a month to six weeks for his uh, timetable to return. I don't know what that means about him uh, possibly still making this this roster and making it all the way through, especially with a guy like Tristan Jackson. He he was a little bit banged up as well, looks to be fine. We've had that kind of issue lately is just uh, some minor bumps and bruises here and there. It seems like people are coming back. People are only out for uh, precautionary reasons, stuff like that. So we're not we're not looking too bad here. Um, also, side note here, what is Turf Show Time's obsession with the Rams bringing back old players? Let it go, guys. We're not going to bring back Todd Gurley, okay? We don't need him. Why, why is this a topic every single week on Turf Show Times? Let it go, guys. Let it go. Those guys are gone for a reason. All right, let's, uh, let's go into the rest of the West. Okay, so last week, the Arizona Cardinals took on the Dallas Cowboys. It was a 19-16 win for the Cardinals. Arizona will host Kansas City this week. And that will be on Friday at 5 o'clock Pacific time on ESPN. So make sure you guys check that one out because the Rams will not be playing that day. And the Arizona Cardinals did play some starters. And they are hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, who definitely played some starters last week against the 49ers. Who did um, who did lose to the Kansas City Chiefs last, last week? Trey Lance went 5 of 14, 128 and one touchdown. 80 of those yards came on one play to Trent, uh, Trent Sherfield, I believe is his first name. We talked about it on the NFC West Roundtable quite a bit. Uh, they kind of uh, previewed that one a little bit uh, going into that game. And so Sherfield with that that long catch from, from Trey Lance, you know, we'll see if he gets that completion percentage up, but uh, there was definitely some drops and he was sacked four times. So, of course, that's against a backup or with a backup line. So we'll see how he keeps on developing. Uh, but San Francisco is at the Chargers, so they'll be at SoFi. That one's on NFL Network on Sunday at 4.30 Pacific time. So you guys can tune into that one as well if you guys want to see 
Uh, these 49ers take on the team that the Rams played last week in the Chargers. And then the Seattle Seahawks took on the, the Las Vegas Raiders last week. Vegas won that one. That is the Rams' opponent this week. Vegas won that one 20-7, and Seattle will host Denver this week on uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock uh, Pacific time. But that is the same time as the Rams game. And, of course, Denver is the Rams' final preseason opponent. That game will be played in Denver at uh, whatever their stadium is called nowadays. <laughs> All right, so uh, just some transactions for you guys. Actually, you know what? Let me just get a drink of water. I'll be right back. And welcome back in. So let's talk about some transactions that we've had uh, this uh, week. Uh, the cut day was on Tuesday, but the Rams did make these moves on Monday which was the 16th. The Rams waived defensive tackle George Silvanic, outside linebacker Max Roberts, tackle Ryan Pope, who was claimed off waivers on the 11th, so he only spent five days as a Ram, linebacker Derek Moncrief, and kicker Austin McGinnis. So those are your cuts. The Rams roster is now down to 85. We will need to go from 85 to 80 by uh, Tuesday next week. So uh, that is the 24th that the Rams will need to be down to 80. But, you know, with that that one coming through on the 16th, it's very possible that we could see those cuts come in on the 23rd. So some possible predictions here. This, these are my predictions, all right? And then we'll give you some other names that are also possibilities, and I think that we'll get cut whether it's this week or the following, but we'll talk about that as well. Uh, going into the, the Broncos game, We'll give a full cut prediction uh, and basically give our our nine or our fifty three man roster predictions at that point. Um, but I believe one of our long snappers will be cut, whether that's Steven Wordle or Matthew Orzek. I I'm not really sure yet. I I do believe myself that Orzek will be the one sticking around. So I'm going to say that Steven Wordle would be the one cut. I'm also going offensive lineman Max Percher. I'm going tight end Kyle Markway, wide receiver Landon Akers, and cornerback Tyler Hall. Those are my cut predictions. Let me know what you guys uh, think below in the comment section, wherever you can hear me. Let me know uh, who you think gets cut this week or if any, if, or if I'm off on any of these. I also do think that these are some names that are that are real possibilities that we could see as cuts. Uh, not only this week could we see some of these names, but also the following week, I do believe we'll see at least a good portion of these names. Unless we see some big things in these next two preseason matchups, I think that these are possible cuts. So cornerback Donovan Alumba, who the Rams did just recently bring in, uh, defensive back J.R. Reed, who did actually play pretty solid against the Chargers, but that's a pretty loaded position group, defensive lineman. Uh, Eric Banks and as well as uh, Marquise Copeland and I have linebacker Christian Roseboom and running back Otis Anderson Jr. who I do want to see but did not get any carries or anything in this uh, first preseason game so maybe maybe we'll get to see him against the Raiders and or Broncos uh, but also guys keep in mind I've got Hodges and Perkins being cut after the Denver game uh, so uh, can can Perkins clear waivers that's going to be a big question here uh, Hodges, Duck Hodges, Quack Quack, did not necessarily look very good. Uh, he didn't really do anything that that told me that the Rams need to keep him around, even in a practice squad capacity. Of course, Bryce Perkins, though, I mean, he's a good player. And uh, it's it's almost unfortunate for him that he's sitting so low on the depth chart because I think that he would be a, a definitely a pretty strong backup or could develop into that. Of course, he's pretty inexperienced right now, but I think that he's got those skill sets to uh, to to improve upon, and all he, he's just going to get better with more experience. So, 
I think that if he does not clear waivers, I'm still kind of rooting for him. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep keep one eyeball on on his career and kind of see how how his uh, his path unfolds here. But those are really my my picks here. I I think that I think that uh, Wordle, Percher, Markway, Acres, and Hall. I think those are all very realistic cuts. I think that they're I think that these are all guys that we'll see cut in some like wh- whether it's this upcoming cut. Or whether that's we get when we get to the fifty three, I don't think that those any of those guys will be on the roster when we hit uh, week one against the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. All right, um, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and hop into a break. I know I just kind of took one, but we'll hop into a quick break here. And on the other side, we've got Raiders at Rams preview coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're the kind of person who makes a difference at work. So why not work on something that makes a difference? At Zooks, we're looking for collaborative, inquisitive people who can help us achieve our mission. Safer, cleaner, more enjoyable mobility for everyone. Come build the future at Zooks. Find out more at zoox.com slash careers. And welcome back in, Rams fans. So make sure you guys check the link in the description below for a link to Shaw's Customs, where you can get all kinds of sick stuff, some decals, some uh, so you can get some uh, some custom beer mugs and all that. Make sure you guys head over there and uh, pick up some sick Ram stuff. All right, season's about to start. You need yourself a beer mug. All right, and if you comment, if you leave, like if you purchase the Rams beer mug and you just leave in the comment section that you want the Rams showcase logo. I know he'll make it for you. He's told me before. That's all you need to do is just say, I want the Ram Showcase logo on that. If you guys want to support the show, that's one way to do it. We also have another way to do it. I will leave below a link to my brand new Patreon. If you guys want to buy me a beer, much appreciated. That's one way that I pay the bills around here. Speaking of paying the bills. All right, guys. uh, Last week was pretty awesome. We got preseason football, but something really cool happened. All right, when I was out in California... My cousin was like, you know what? I'll put some money on this game. I was like, I just got, I got just the place for you, man. BetUS. He went to the BetUS website, used promo code RAMSHOWCASE, got his 125% bonus, and then put some money on the Rams and Chargers game. He went with the under, of course, because it was, the over-under was like 32 and a half, I believe, but of course, there was only 19 points scored in that one. I was telling him, man, hammer that under, man. We're... The top three quarterbacks in this game aren't even playing. The, t- the best quarterback that was playing was Chase Daniel. And so, well, maybe, maybe Bryce Perkins. But either way, he put, uh, he, he went on uh, to BetUS, slapped in promo code Ram Showcase, and was able to uh, put a bet right there. We actually called up because he had some questions. And uh, the, 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 the customer service answered, answered the phone. It was real quick. We were, sitting, we were all sitting there right by the pool. And you know, got those questions answered real fast. We was only on the phone for like a minute and a half, and it was awesome. But um, you know, life is back. Life is back with sports, and that's the most important part. Uh, but BetUS has your NBA, NHL, uh, and uh, UFC, PGA, and of course the NFL betting lines are up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log into BetUS.com. That's B-E-T-U-S dot com or you can go ahead and give a call to 1-800-MY-BET-US that is uh, 800-69-BET-US 
S, and uh, they'll they'll be able to help you out there. Make sure you guys use promo code RAM Showcase for that 125% bonus. If you guys are uploading with crypto, though, you guys can go ahead and get a uh, a 200% bonus. All you need to do is put in with that crypto and then use RAM Showcase 200 as your promo code, and you'll be good to go there. Customer service pros are ready to get. Uh, to get your phone call and and, and help you out, man. Uh, I know I mentioned last week the app. It's definitely the online website is, is going to be your best place to go for that one. So make sure you guys betus.com, B-E-T-U-S.com, 27 years. And uh, the payouts are quick. The betting is easy. And you can, you can do the parlays. You can you can string some things together and get them dollar-dollar bills into your pocket. So make sure you guys head over to BetUS. That's promo code again. Rams showcase if gambling is not necessarily your thing and you're more of a a daily fantasy kind of fan well then I got some good news for you as well thrive fantasy is exactly where you need to go all right it's not exactly like normal fantasy though it's even better okay because I'm not fantasy guy I think fantasy football is a little bit boring all right I needed something more interesting to it so in comes Thrive, and this is right up my alley myself so it's all prop bets all right and so there's different there's there's different points that are that are that are set up for for different props. So if you want to say you know say that the line is set with Mike Evans going uh, the over under 130, there will be different point totals depending on what you pick, and that is based on the Vegas lines of that. So uh, so of course uh, the 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 harder it is or the 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 less likely it is, the more points you would get if that does hit. Uh, but it's it's pretty sweet. You can uh, eliminate the countless hours of research, and you can only focus on like the top tier people. All right, so you can choose ten out of the twenty available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. So of course, if it's like minus one thirty, plus one thirty, whatever. You guys know if you guys should know by now how gambling works. All right, so you guys want to hit those ones pretty good. So uh, hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over 140,000 guaranteed prizes for the NFL in Week One and has paid out over four million dollars already. Thrive's featured 100,000 uh, dollar guaranteed contest is twenty dollars to enter, and first place takes home twenty k. So if you put in twenty bucks, you can get. this upcoming one make sure you guys use promo code ram showcase or follow my link in the description below that uh that that promo will be uh so kind of put in immediately for you guys if you use if you use the link below but if you guys don't then you guys can just uh hit ram showcase as your promo code and then uh your your first deposit is actually matched up to a hundred dollars all right so if you put in a hundred dollars they match that you're sitting at two hundred dollars that's how the matching works all right so Make sure you guys uh, download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by visit or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today, Thrive Fantasy. All right, let's go ahead and hop into our game preview here. We do have the Rams and Raiders game. Uh, this actually is brought to you by uh, BetUS. So if you guys want to put some dollar-dollar bills on the, <laughs> the Rams and Raiders game, make sure you guys do it. Betting on preseason is super dope, guys, all right? It's way cooler than it sounds, I promise you guys, because there's really no knowing what will happen. So it's kind of, it's like more exciting because there's like, it, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Who knew that Bryce Perkins was going to do awesome, you know what I mean? So who knew that Tristan Jackson was going to score the Rams only touchdown that we weren't going to make a field goal or any kind of kick at all for that matter. So it's good stuff, guys. It's a little bit more risky, I guess. It's uh, it brings the excitement out. So uh, we do have 
the Vegas Raiders at the LA Rams. This game will be on NFL Network at 7 o'clock LA time. That's Pacific time at SoFi Stadium. The Rams also do host the, the Raiders at SoFi Stadium in the 2022 season in the regular season. So uh, make sure you guys, um, I, that one's going to be a good one. Make sure you guys go to that one, all right? That's, I'm sure it's going to be a little bit crazy. I know we saw some uh, some damages happen in the, in the stands in this last one, but... Those Raiders fans, man, they don't mess around, all right? So maybe everybody should just be cool and remember that this one is a preseason game. And I just hope everybody has fun and tries their best, all right? It's not about winning these games. It's about getting some sweet tape on uh, on tape, really. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Just some game notes for you guys. Last week, the Rams versus Chargers. The Chargers won that one 13-6. The Seahawks played at the Raiders. The Raiders took that one 20-7. The Raiders did not play starters last week. Uh, the Rams and Raiders uh, will practice against each other on Wednesday and Thursday this week. Had a quick little jog through, as they called it, on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, Thursday, practicing against the Raiders. Things definitely got a little bit chippy. Jalen Ramsey gave a little bit of a pop to Brandon Jacobs. And some things kind of went a little bit. I haven't seen the hit yet. Uh, you know, I, I get off work on Wednesdays and then I, uh, I sit down and record. So I haven't really seen a whole lot from the practice yet today. I will be keeping my eyeballs on that one. Uh, once I get uh, off of here and and uh, can can check out what actually happened for that one. But we do have a couple of joint practices. That's where the most of the work will actually be done as far as getting our team prepared for this season. Uh, the preseason game will be a lot of evaluation on the lower part of the roster here, trying to see what, what parts we can trim off uh, that we'll be okay with moving on from uh, by the time that the Bears game comes around. Quarterback Nathan Peterman was the only quarterback to play for the Raiders last week. He went 29 of 39 for 246 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, was sacked four times, though. So maybe Justin Lawler can uh, get after Peterman, and uh, we get some good uh, good sacks on him. Peterman on the ground at SoFi, that'll be a good day to see that. So, And then uh, Zay Jones also had a solid game, three receptions on three targets for 57 yards. What should you be watching in this one? The running game will likely be a pretty big point of emphasis this week, considering the lack of uh, productivity last week against the Chargers. And Sean McVay was pretty open about that. Of uh, You know, we had some decent areas. There was a couple here and there that we kind of hit. But overall, run game definitely was not uh, up to where it should should have been. So I think that that'll be a point of emphasis this week, especially considering the two quarterbacks that we're playing likely not on the roster. So Ernest Jones called the first drive on his own. That was a really interesting thing that we heard from Raheem Morris, that the communication was actually out of his headset or he was clicking the wrong button uh, to Ernest Jones. So Jones called it on his own. And of course, it was like a 10 minute drive that ended in a field goal for the Chargers. But hey, for a for a rookie to come in in his first live game action and call an entire series on his own that did not end in a touchdown. Hey, I like it. I, li- I like what Ernest Jones did on that one. It's, uh, you know, for his situation and his, uh, what he was put into not being able to hear his coach, I think he did a fine job, honestly. So let's see uh, how he keeps on progressing. And I want to I wanna keep an eye on uh, how he starts to develop into that leadership role. Who's coming to him for, for questions or, or, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of role is he going to start to develop as far as uh, the rest of these, uh, like the def- defenders go? And then uh, we actually we may actually have a real punter battle on our hands, guys. Corey Bajorquez nailed a punt. Uh, of course, Johnny did have a higher average than Bajorquez did, but uh, even though even with the touchback, but Bajorquez, man, that's that he's no joke. He's a good punter, and that's a very real thing that we need to keep an eye on these next probably two games. I think that we'll see them both in Denver, 
that's a good spot to try to evaluate your your kicking game just because of the the thin air everybody knows that the 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 whole thing with Denver is the thin air and that's why like the two longest field goals in NFL history have happened in Denver so it's it's one of the aspects that you might be able to kind of evaluate or maybe you don't want to evaluate in Denver, but either way, I think that they both make it to that game. I don't think we see Bajorquez or Hecker get cut before that one. I would have to look at the the penalties on the the on if the Rams were to cut Hecker, but he is the highest paid punter in the NFL. So if we can get higher production out of Corey Bajorquez, I don't really see a reason not to. But at the same time, we're going to be under the cap anyway. We're going to be good to go. Hecker, we don't need to move on from Hecker. Uh, but it, it I, I do think that there's technically a, a, a punter battle here. And then I I also have in here, who will emerge from that wide receiver group? We had a couple of guys banged up. Skoranek banged up. Tristan Jackson banged up. So who's going to be the ones that kind of step in? Is it going to be J.J. Koski? Is it going to be somebody like uh, Landon Akers? Is it, who's going to be the one to kind of fill in that role? So I feel we feel pretty good about the five top wide receivers for the Rams. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Jackson, Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. But are we going to keep six or are we going to keep seven? So who's going to emerge from that group? I'm definitely keeping an eye on that one. Speaking of that wide receiver group, we'll just do a quick revisit on our three to see last week. Uh, With the wide receiver group, we had Tristan Jackson scored the, the Rams only points. It was those six points off that touchdown. And then the group looked okay, but could have done more to get separation. Uh, There was a few times there where it was like, nobody's getting open, man. Like you gotta, you gotta do something, get open guys. And, uh, there was a, I just wanted to see that a little bit more. So, of course, going into a, another preseason game, that's something that I'll be keeping my eyes on. In the secondary, I like what we saw from Bronte Harris and David Alumba. Uh, both helped themselves against the Chargers, honestly. Uh, would love to have seen some more uh, press coverage. We, we saw them play off quite a bit. I don't know what necessarily went into that decision, but the, the Chargers also have a pretty deep wide receiver group, uh, so... You know, maybe that's part of it, but I would like to see just a little bit more press just just to get that evaluation in there, just to get that tape out. And then also uh, the running back group running game was overall pretty weak. Uh, there were a couple of decent plays, but nothing really stood out. Still waiting to see Otis Anderson Jr. Now, I have not seen anything from it all. Um, that honestly doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Uh, I, I want to see Otis Anderson Jr., but if he's not getting reps in preseason, uh, is it because we want to get funk and... And Jones, uh, do we just want to get them some reps? Uh, what about Raymond Calais? He seems to be a special teams guy, had that awesome punt return. Uh, is Otis Anderson just kind of an odd man out? It, it kind of feels that way just a little bit, so we'll see what happens in these next couple games. Our three to see this week, though, we do have outside linebacker Justin Lawler, who has been dealing with you know a, a few injuries and stuff over the last few years. It's kind of been up and down, uh, hasn't really been able to stick, but... If you guys have been with Ram Showcase for the last few years, I mean, it's right after his draft, it was like, hey, well, this guy's got potential. And then, of course, it just was not really panning out perfectly. So uh, Justin Lawler has been hanging out on the Rams roster for the last few years. He entered his NFL career with quite a bit of potential against the Chargers. He absolutely shined and he got emotional about it, which is great to see as well. Uh, he showed some uh, strong emotions and... Uh, about his own performance and you you like to see that you like to see a guy who's excited about it and you know it's it it kind of it's almost one of those things where it, I, I'm, I'm glad that he even has the opportunity to still do that uh, there's not a lot of teams that have that kind of patience with with players uh, you know two years of getting injured sometimes most teams are kind of over it at that point so he could be one of those guys that pops this season so if in the next couple of weeks he's still doing it 
he could be a guy that makes this roster and and you know what maybe he knocks off somebody like Terrell Lewis I don't know maybe maybe I'm not saying that's for sure what's going to happen I'm not there with my predictions yet but uh, maybe that's something that happens and and could be an indicator that he could be a part of this team this year and and maybe he's a guy that that kind of pops next year is cornerback Bronte Harris Harris played really well considering the low numbers at the cornerback position against the the Chargers for the Rams and uh, some solid coverage had some really great uh, open field tackles that's one thing that I really like to see out of corners uh, open field tackles because sometimes you're left on an island and if you don't tackle that guy sometimes that's a game changing play so to see him be able to to make those plays that was really good um, let's see he's a uh, for a for a quarterback that's lower on the depth chart, you want to see the difficult tackles be made, and he was doing that. So I want to see that continue. Bronte Harris is somebody that I'll be keeping my eyeballs on as the preseason goes on. And last one here is going to be tight end Jacob Harris. No denying that, that Jacob Harris looked pretty solid. Looks like Kevin O'Connell was trying to put him in situations to get him the football, and he did flash on some plays for sure. He showed his strength and his ability to catch the football and turn it into more yards in his strength. He did break that one tackle. That was pretty sweet. Uh, considering it's his first preseason game, I'm excited to see how he does progress this season. Higby is under contract through the 23 season, but a new contract may not be in the cards if Harris continues on this upwards trajectory like we have been seeing. Let's go ahead and talk about some fan quesos here. Uh, fan quesos is brought to you guys by Shaw's Customs, so make sure you guys follow the link in the description for that. Uh, this first one here is going to come from Husenberg via the, the, uh, the YouTube channel. Um, guys, I have yet to actually watch it, but I'm actually really excited to because this channel was, uh, this is one of the winners of one of the prize packs from our giveaways and, uh, did end up telling me that, uh, he's got, uh, uh, like a Rams trailer thing, like a, like a movie on his channel. And I, I've got it saved under my, sa my, my watch later. It's, I hate how busy I am, but I am, I'm going to check it out. Maybe you guys should too. Who, who's in Bergie? H O O. S-E-N-B-E-R-G-I-E. -E. Make sure you guys check out that channel. But question here, Sean McVay has a flawless record of 36-0 when leading at halftime. That being said, he has been trailing 44 out of his 70 games as the Rams head coach. My question is, how much blame do you put on Sean McVay for the Rams seemingly having to play catch-up to begin the second half of games? Solid question. Yeah, people uh, people, people take that one stat pretty heavy into the like that the he's never lost after leading at halftime which is awesome he knows how to close out a game but you're right uh sometimes in the first half it gets a little bit sloppy i mean i the, we've he'll even tell you i'm sure that he uses his, his timeouts a little loose you know sometimes sometimes we enter the second quarter with one sometimes we enter the fourth quarter with one so that i think is a problem but I don't know, man. I think it's just the feel of the game a little bit and trying to to get into that rhythm. And every game is its own personality. But yeah, it, I, as much as I I will defend the whoever the Rams coach is, but it being Sean McVay right now, as much as I will defend him, he's definitely not perfect and definitely has, has some things that he can improve on. So some of his game management does need to be improved upon. Sometimes he does kind of let the game happen to him just a little bit. And I want to see him dictate that, that pace instead of just letting the first half kind of happen and then try to figure out at halftime uh, 2018 season was a perfect example of that it was first half was always kind of just a toss-up but then second half is really where the team shined especially on the defensive side of the football Wade Phillips big part of that though it seemed like we almost went in with weak game plans and then just adjusted at halftime you know it, it almost seemed like that was the plan um, but Sean McVay kind of still carries some of that with him where it's you know we try to do some things and at halftime we look like a, a different squad in the second half so 
Uh, definitely some blame. Um, I don't know how much specifically, but at the same time, man, I would say that last year uh, on the first Rams offensive possession, you could tell whether it was going to be a good day or a bad day based on Goff's initial performance. On his first throw, you could kind of feel it. You could kind of feel if it was going to be a long day or a good day for us. Next one here, next couple here come from Rams House. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe to Rams House. Awesome content there. Uh, who will be the first to score on defense for the Rams? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm guessing you're going regular season here. I'm gonna go ahead and say that our dude Aaron Donald gets his first career touchdown. I'm gonna say that he is the first one to punch it in. I'm gonna say that he like Robert Quinn's it against the Colts. You guys remember that one where he had the the sack strip scoop and score the four s's i think that we see something like that from donald maybe it'll happen to the red rocket week one i don't think fields will start that game so i I do think it'll be uh andy dalton maybe we'll see that one maybe it'll be against the colts who the rams have in week two uh carson wentz i think that would be a fun one too or maybe maybe we can get it against tom brady in week three man maybe (laughs) maybe that's how it happens but i'm gonna go ahead and go aaron donald on that one next one here from rams house who will score the first touchdown at sofi against the bears so Ooh, that's a good question, man. I'm going to go ahead and say that, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go Tyler Higby. I think Higby gets in there, man. I think that, that Stafford and Higby have been kind of getting that connection. Also, Cup has been getting that connection, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with Higby. I think we're going to see like a like a 24-yard touchdown pass to Higby. Maybe like something over the middle. Maybe he kind of scoots out and then comes back in, and we get that touchdown pass to Higgs for the first one of the season at SoFi Stadium in front of them fans. If you guys are going to the game, so make sure you guys wear that mask. They are making that a thing. Um, I didn't really, there was a lot of people not wearing masks uh, in the first game, the first preseason game. Nobody said a word. Nobody cared, but it does look like that's going to be a thing now. Next one here comes from Nady. <laughs> are, are I didn't mean to laugh at your name, by the way. It just, I I was not prepared for that to, to pop up. So uh, uh, Nady says, uh, are the Rams going to trade for anybody? You know, solid question. I don't necessarily anticipate it, though. I don't I don't think that there's anybody that the Rams are really eyeballing right now that we need to get. I also don't think that we have any real big position needs that we need to address or like to to be able to say that we're a Super Bowl ready team. I think that we're a pretty good team right now. Running back position does look like one that the Rams could address, but it also looks like this team is very comfortable with Daryl Henderson going into week one, which I think we should be. So next one here from Nady as well. Is Jacob Harris going to be the next Megatron? I, I saw that the the replies here from from Rams House and I gotta I gotta completely back up Rams House here and defend that because uh, it says uh, too early to compare it to a Hall of Famer yeah let's let's not put that kind of pressure on him I mean yeah his uh, his measurables kind of line up with that but I mean Calvin Johnson is an absolute superstar Hall of Famer first ballot obviously we just saw that happen so I don't know if I would if I'm putting him there yet I don't know if uh, I don't know if we even should, uh, like if we should have that conversation yet. Let's let him play in a regular season game. Let's let him, you know, get on the field a little bit more uh, before we're before we're just straight up crowning him as, as a first ballot Hall of Famer. We have one first ballot Hall of Famer guaranteed on our roster right now. That's Aaron Donald. I don't know if we have another first ballot. I mean, we might have some other ones if Jalen Ramsey can keep going with, with what he's doing. You know, maybe maybe Stafford gets in there, especially if he gets a ring. I think that Stafford could do it, you know. So uh, I would love to see a guy like Robert Woods in there, and I think he's extremely underrated. But uh, let's let's let him play some football first, man. All right, he's a rookie. He's played one preseason game, had, what, three catches? <laughs> let's ease it up on the Megatron comparisons here. 
Next one here comes from Cody Joe Branham. How many fights did you does the sheriff get into, bro? Come, come on, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover, man. And uh, did you see the fight videos? Did see the fight videos? Don't care. Think it's pathetic. Um, not really going to comment too much on that. Um, fight for your life. You have to fight to the death with one member of the roster. <laughs> Who would the sheriff think the easiest target is, dude? <laughs> I hate this question, I'll be honest with you, but I will answer it for you, is, um, I, I think I would just go 2-2 Atwell. I think me and him are, uh, I, I, he's obviously, like, way more athletic than I am, but, <laughs> but if I had to try to fight anybody, I mean, look at me, dude, I'm not a fighter, alright? That's not what I do, but, uh, yeah, 2-2 for sure. After paying Jamal Adams, uh, let's see here, and Dwayne Brown, DK contracts coming up fairly soon, will the Seahawks get money strapped, uh, <laughs> uh, least them to consistently be on, on the bottom of the division, especially since the bottom of their line is pretty old. No, uh, salary cap's made up. We, as Rams fans, should know that. Uh, salary cap is a myth, and there's always a way to work it out. So, no, it doesn't matter how much anybody makes. Josh says, when are we signing uh, AD all day, Adrian Peterson? Probably not, unfortunately. I would like to see it. I think it'd be a great locker room presence, but I also don't know if the need is necessarily there. Next, uh, back to Cody. Am I the only one happy Justin Fields won't be playing against us considering I think it ups our chances to win significantly? I don't think it necessarily hurts or helps us in that game. Uh, either way, they have a new quarterback, so we don't have really have a lot of tape on what they'll be able to do in that Bears offense. Justin Fields, I think, will be okay, but I would actually, I would love to go against a rookie quarterback in week one. Those guys are usually, they're usually not ready for that kind of stage. And of course, we saw the, the comments from, uh, was it Fields? Or was it Lance? I can't remember exactly who it was. Somebody said that the the game was a lot slower than they they anticipated, and it was like, does did, does Aaron Noddle know you said that? Because <laughs> cause he might have a comment to that. But uh, no, man. I, I either way, I think that no matter who starts for the Bears at quarterback, I think our chances are pretty good to to win that game. I I, I like what we bring against that uh, against that team uh, this year specifically. How athletic is Stafford this year? I uh, think he's just purely athletic or as fast as Goff uh, was, or we will see any Vanilla Vic action. Vanilla Vic action. I don't know if we're going to see all that, man, but um, as far as the athleticism, they're they're about the same athletically. Goff's definitely younger, of course, but I would say as far as their mobility, I think that Stafford just moves a little smarter. He just has a better feel for it, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily like like more athletic than Jared Goff. They're athletes, but they're... Not like, they're not like Lamar Jackson out here or anything. But yeah, I mean, Stafford can kind of get it done with his legs a little bit, mainly just to buy time. Uh, that's really sometimes, sometimes that's all you need is just a little bit extra time. On the whole roster, if you had an interview, who would you want it to be with and why? Ooh. You know, I, I definitely got to talk to my dude, Jordan Fuller, man. Jordan Fuller is the homie, and I would love to to sit and have a conversation with him. He's super calm. I think that uh, it would be a an easy conversation. You know, it wouldn't be anything too too obnoxious. I think it would just be a nice a nice calm talk, which would be good. Drake's question: Three interceptions from Staff and Jalen getting burned multiple times in the Raiders joint practice today. Anything to be worried about? No, it's a it's it's a joint practice. It's our first one against them. We're probably trying some things. Uh, Jalen getting getting burnt there. I I I would have to see the play, unfortunately, to to really give you an answer on that, but. Uh, you're gonna win some. You're gonna lose some, man. It's um, that's just the way that that football is. Sometimes some plays just don't go your way, uh, and the Raiders do have some some good wide receivers. So I don't think it's too bad. Three interceptions from Stafford. I didn't hear that. This is the first I'm hearing of that. So that's that's. It does seem like a lot, but uh, no, I'm not worried about it, man. It's uh, 
I mean, it's August 18th. I am not worried about anything until we hit like at least November. I mean, <laughs> honestly, like September, I mean, obviously you want to win those games. You want to do well in those games, but uh, they don't, they don't ruin your season quite yet. They can, they can come back and you can kind of look like, like I said earlier that, you know, if Jeezy hits a field goal in week four against the Seahawks in 2019, maybe the Rams make the playoffs, but you know, the Rams knew that they lost that game. And so they knew they needed to keep winning and, you know, that's, it's not like it disappears and you just forget about it or anything like that. And then they add them all up at the end of the year, but uh, you knew that you lost that game and you knew it was one that got away from you and you had the chance to correct it by winning some other games, still lost six others. So no, I'm not super worried about it right now. Uh, why are number one guys sitting out all preseason, but suppo- supposedly going full contact and joint practice? Uh, full practices are not full contact. Uh, those are just, they call them thud practices where you kind of just bang them up a little bit. Um, but, uh, that's because that's where you get the bulk of your work for your starters. That's, that's where you're going to get the, those reps in, uh, for the preseason games. Not really necessary. That's more, I guess, for evaluation and stuff. And honestly, I feel like the Rams are a team that kind of just gets through preseason games. We don't, we don't really use those to, to go super crazy. If we get decent production from Deshaun Jackson this year, is it worth bringing him back next year and potentially frustrating Van Jefferson and putting our future with him in question? You know, that's a good point, actually, is uh, Van Jefferson, at some point, he's going to be like, when can I play, guys? Like, I, <laughs> he's like sitting here like a little brother, like, can I play too? Like, <laughs> can, I, can I come out? Yeah. So, yeah, Deshaun Jackson, I don't know. I, I Honestly, man, I've gotten getting the feeling that Deshaun Jackson's a one-year deal. Like, the, the, he's going to be with us in the 2021 season, and that's about it. I think he's in a little bit of a ring grab, maybe trying to see what he can do. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think he, he sticks around. Next one by Jeff. Uh, by the end of the season, who will be wearing the green dot on defense, Fuller or Jones? You know, I do think it's going to be Fuller. I think that he's going to be a, a, a big contributor this year. I, I've, I think Fuller could be a, like a pro ball safety. Jones, I, I think he's in line for it, and I, I think that we could see it in the 2022 season, but I'm not sure if I want to see it on a rookie just quite yet. Uh, no matter... How how uh, how well he's doing? I'd like to see it on Fuller myself. If I had the choice, it would be on Fuller all year, uh, possibly Jones next year. Tyler's question: Who's your biggest surprises from the first preseason games? Mine's Lawler. Yeah, dude, Lawler definitely surprised me. Pleasantly surprised by Justin Lawler for sure. I'd like to see him keep on improving. I'm excited to see what he can uh, he can do this year. I, I would like to see him make the 53, and I'd like to see him come in on a rotation, especially because the outside linebacker spot. We know that Leonard Floyd's going to start there, but you know, it looks like uh, Justin Hollins maybe on the other side, but I really do think that a guy like Terrell Lewis could be a cut. Uh, it's possible that Oboe gets cut as well. I'm not penciling that in just quite yet. I think Terrell Lewis might be my guy right now as far as my cuts go on that other side opposite of Floyd. Uh, <laughs> Cody, how much do you love the Rams? I can't even put that into words. That's one of the hardest questions I've ever been asked. I don't know, man. It's... um. It, it's my life, and I'm okay with that. Some people, I, I've had friends that are like, you take it way too serious. I'm like, you don't get me at all. It's just, it, it's impossible to put, like, into, like, I, I love them infinity, man. That's, <laughs> that's, like, the best way that I can answer. I don't know how to answer that, really, because it's, it is, like, such a, it's it's my life. I'm cool with that. I, I'm, I love, my favorite part is that, like, when the Rams made the Super Bowl, I was getting text messages from numbers I didn't have saved in my phone. I've had my same phone number since I was, like, a sophomore in high school. I've had, like, getting text messages from numbers I didn't have. They were like, hey, man, super happy for you. Like, stuff like that is like, you know, I like when, when other people, when people who know me hear about the Rams, 
I'm the first thing that they think about, and I'm totally cool with that. That does not bother me one bit. I love that the Rams are such a like they're they're tied to my personality so much that people when they hear about the LA Rams they think of me, especially out here in Colorado where it's not Rams everywhere. I I, I love that. It doesn't bother me one bit. I'm a big fan of it, and I love this. I love this team. Didn't want to leave SoFi. Definitely want to live there. It was the weirdest feeling ever leaving leaving LA, leaving SoFi. You know, we were wheels up out of Ontario on Sunday morning, and uh, I, I, I've i lived in Colorado my entire life. I've been here 30 years. I was born right up the road from where I'm at right now. This is the furthest I've ever lived away from the hospital I was born at. It's maybe a 20-minute drive. And leaving California, my first time ever in California, I can't explain it. I don't even, I, I didn't expect it, but it felt like I was leaving home. I don't know, man. I, I've always been a Colorado guy. I love Colorado. It's definitely my home forever, but... I felt like I was leaving my home when I left California. So, you know, that, that feeling uh, as we're, as we're pulling out of there, you know, we're, we're wheels, wheels up and, and I see, you know, the ground getting further and further away is like, all I could think of was like, I need to stay here. I, I need to be back. I need to come back. I need to come back. I need to find a place here. I need to like, that was, that was my brain the entire time that we were on the way back home was how do I get back? How do I stay there? And so uh, the Rams, definitely a big part of that. I don't necessarily want to be in California specifically, but I mean, I think that's a big part of it is that's where the Rams are and that's where I want to be. I, I just want to be close to that. I loved it. I loved being, like, I, I love being the away fan. That's always fun. It's fun to be a novelty that's a Rams fan out here in Colorado, but I, I felt comfortable out there, man. It's uh, I've, I felt at home for sure being out there. And I think that a big part of that is because of the Rams. That might sound corny. That might sound lame. Some of you guys are probably like, you take this way too serious. I don't care. I don't care at all. I'm cool with this being such a huge part of my personality and a part of my identity. I love it. I, I love this team. Uh, I, I love it all. So to answer your question, how much do I love the Rams? All of it. <laughs> love it, man. Um, but uh, last one here from Cody. What do you think about Jake Funk bringing the funk town and <laughs> Xavier Jones? Um yeah, man, uh, all aboard the funk train. I'm going to keep doing that, too, by the way. Toot toot, man, I don't even care. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the the funk train is rolling into the station, and, uh, you know, his first touch was like a five-yard loss on that catch. But, you know, hey, get that one out of the way, man. Get it out of the way, funk. Let's get it going now, man. So had uh, had only like four yards, but, hey, it's better than being negative. That's what he said, at least on his on his mic'd up that you guys may have seen on the Rams YouTube channels. But uh, thank you guys for dropping your fan cases. Feel free to drop them below wherever you guys are listening to me. I also will, I did it uh, this week. I will continue to regularly make a post on the YouTube channel asking for fan cases. So feel free to wait for that and drop them there. Uh, or you can follow me on Facebook and drop them there as well. You can be my friend on Facebook. My name's Joe Branham. I'm, I'm not trying to hide from you guys. I'm, I'm readily available. I'm super reachable. Make sure you guys do it. Make sure you guys follow Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. We try to keep it extremely simple for you guys there. We've got another game coming up this weekend against the Raiders. And, you know, this should be a good one. We'll get some good evaluation on that bottom part of the roster again. And then, of course, we've got just one more 
Denver. If you guys are going to be there, hit me up. Let's have a beer up in Denver for sure. I will be uh, tailgating that whole day. I'll be out there uh, probably staying the night, uh, Saturday night as well. So maybe after the game, we can go out somewhere, do some cool stuff, man. Let's just go hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's uh, get ready for this 21 season to start, which is going to be some good stuff. So, uh, yeah, check all the links in the description below if you guys want to want to make some money and have some awesome, awesome times. All right. Patreon's down there. We got BetUS down there. We got Thrive Fantasy down there. We got Shaw's Custom down there. Make sure you guys check it all out. All right. Ram season's coming up. It's about as we're starting. And, you know, load it up. Let's go have some fun. Let's make some money and uh, spend some money in Shaw's Customs and uh, and on the Patreon. Buy, my, buy me a beer. Buy me a beer. That's some good stuff. All right. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bex. This is Ben Ram Showcase on Sports World Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening. And you guys have a great night. special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.